0: Well, I am super excited this morning because we're going to get right into what we're going to do this morning. And I am so honored to introduce to you our good friend from Mysore, India, Pastor Joseph Wilson. Would you give him a warm welcome this morning? He's an amazing man of God, and uh, I would love for you to, to take a moment and introduce yourself, tell... Everybody about your ministry and what God's doing in my Mysore.
1: Well, I bring greetings to you all in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, all the way from India. You know, we are a nation of, of, of culture, tradition, religion, worship, you name it, and you have everything in our nation. And moreover, we are like one point four point 4 plus billion people. Okay, okay, I bring greetings and I am, my name is Pastor Joseph Wilson and the Lord has called me to to establish his kingdom with a vision and uh, we are obedient to that. I am married and we have five years old daughter and we moved to a city called Mysore, we planted a church there and the name of our church is Zion Worship Center. So that's that's the main heartbeat of our ministry and the Lord has called us to serve there and adding the Lord my vision the Lord is not only has given us the church ministry but also uh, we are we are in the middle of the young generation Uh, our heart is to raise up young generation who could take the vision and passion that God has given me and uh, where I cannot reach they could go and reach plant churches and they can win people. Yeah. So that's my heart. So India is our nation. And that is the nation God has given me for my vision. And my heart is to reach the unreached people.
0: No. Yeah. yeah. And there's plenty there. Plenty there. 1.4 billion.
1: Billion wow. people. And out that's of amazing. 1.4 billion people, the, the, the current situation of our country is that they say that we are less than 2% of them Christians. And in the two percent, Catholics are included. All the Memonites are included, everybody, yeah. everybody.
0: In two percent, just two percent. Yes, wow. just two percent. So last time you were here, many of you remember they had a fire in their building. In fact, many of us sewed into yes. that to be able to reestablish your building. So talk a little bit about that, what happened.
1: Yes, uh, we are very glad and thankful for partnering with you all. The Vision Church, your partnership means a lot to us. Uh, And what happened was the fire was in the month of July and we were unable to restore our church till the month of December. So the month of December we renovated our church with the little things and then immediately uh, our church took off. And and it was a miraculous way the Lord has begun to do and we were like in the mid-20s our congregation in the month of december yeah. but now we are in the mid 60s yeah. so every week an average of 65 wow. people gather in our church yeah. and what a joy it is to witness that 95% of them were never heard about jesus before
0: yeah yeah
1: yes. so it was the it was the rss group right yes it, burned, was, burned it was it was the rss group who is a right wing organization to our present government.
0: So they believe that the nation of India should just be Hindu. Period. They it just
1: believe be the that and not only believing, they are bringing all kinds of laws against any other community which is not Hindus.
0: And they're trying to get them passed. So there was one last time that you were here, they were trying to push to get passed.
1: Yes, they were trying to push through that, uh, declaring that our faith is illegal And they have passed through that now. The second thing what they have been done is if you need to use your sound, you need to go to the local police station and get a permission. And I have applied for the permission since three months, yet I haven't received any permission from the government. So if they come and find me in my church, if I'm using a microphone, I will be arrested.
0: Yeah. Or what was the other thing? Not just a microphone, but... Or just operating as a church in general.
1: Yes, absolutely. And if any one of the person from our church... If, example, a youth youth got saved and he gives his life to Jesus. If his parents get to know that. So they have all the rights to go and file a complaint against me in the police station telling that I have converted their son. If that goes on, I will be in prison for three to five years in jail.
0: Wow. And yet you continue to convert.
1: Yes, that's, that's my life.
0: Everybody. That's uh, my life. Adults, kids. Everybody. Teenagers, it doesn't, yes. doesn't matter. Yes. Let's, let's talk about that just since you're on that subject. of Because you mentioned um, the cost of somebody giving their life to the Lord yes. in India. Yes. You talked about one little boy or one young man in particular who's a teenager yeah. and he's, he's basically pretending he's going to school. Talk a little bit about what happened in his life.
1: This is the influence of our ministry upon the community right now which I want to share with this church. Okay. The life of ours has been so influential to people especially in faith and in belief with Jesus. A young boy who is 15 years old never heard about jesus his family is in thickest darkest place even now mother father brothers his brother is in prison his whole family are the devotes devotees of the temple they are considered to be in the holy place of the temple so they that so like guy Levites. yes okay that boy came in contact to us when we blessed him with some of the food during the COVID time, lockdown. Ever since then he comes to our church. One day he gave his life to Jesus Christ. He never shared with anybody. He never shared with anybody. Every Sunday morning he comes to church. He puts the chairs. He cleans. He stays there and he goes to his house After 3 o'clock. Now why will he do that? Because his parents will never allow him to come to church. Because they doesn't know that he is Christian. And their parents will never send him to church. So what he does is every Sunday he says that he has school. So he takes his school bag. He comes with his uniform. But inside his bag there will be another shirt and pant. He comes to church, get ready, works for the church and be there without food or anything. Then he goes to house at 3, 3.30 in the evening pretending that he just finished his school.
0: So he doesn't get a lunch because no. he's not at school. No. Wow. Man, dedication. Yeah. The loyal, you know, the loyalty, the radical loyalty to me is, is so interesting um, that I wanted you to expand on that A little bit because it it costs more for you guys to to do what you're doing you know to endure the persecution of the fire and I remember when you filed the police report the police didn't accept your report yes um, when the fire happened because they wanted to investigate you and see what was going on and see if you were doing anything illegally Mm -hmm. you know that's a whole that's a whole different dynamic so this family that are Levites for instance they're very loyal to the Hindu religion. Yes.
1: One thing that I observe is they are very loyal to their commitments towards God. For example, if they need to wake up at 4 a.m. and have a cold shower just for God, they do that. If they need to walk several miles for God, they do that. So that kind of a commitment they possess And when they get to know the real life and real God who is Jesus Christ and they stand in the same way irrespective of their life, whether they live or they die, that's what their commitment shows to that. And that's always an encouraging for people like us to reach those kind of people.
0: So what's going through your mind? I mean, you have this fire and they investigate you and it was pretty shaky. And then all at the same time, the RSS is passing, getting this law, they're pushing this law um, into uh, being voted in. What's going through your mind, you know, as a pastor and concern for your sheep and I mean, that whole dynamic. How did you it's,
1: it, it was a very interesting path of life that I had ever since so many obstacles against our ministry from in the city of Mysore. The first time when we started our church at home, it was stopped by the group of people. And those group of people began to threaten me by making some calls and also, you know, about speaking against me, what they could possibly do to me, my family... But they stopped it. More than anything else, seeing the believers going back to the darkness was the painful thing for me. Because I always believed my existence on this earth is to fulfill the purpose of God, what he has placed me. So nothing counts more greater than that. And the purpose of my life is to reach the unreached people, establish them in faith, and make them to move forward to do what I have done to them. So this see, this is my heartbeat. As this was going on, a couple of times the radicals stopped all their best. And the third time when the fire has taken place, I was literally afraid because I was not afraid that they would do anything to my life. No. I was afraid because the government should not interfere. If people interfere, I can overcome. But if government interferes, it's very hard for people like me to overcome. So their eyes were on me that I would be preaching the gospel. My only fear was, Lord, I left everything and I am here serving you and I'm able to see the results of ministry where unreached people giving their life to Jesus now through this incident i don't want my ministry to be stopped your work to be stopped that was the fear i was going through but within the span of 4 to 5 months the lord helped us to overcome that obstacle and we are moving forward now the greater joy what i possess is to see the invisible things that i used to see before i could move to mysore yeah And what's that making me is, it is giving me a lifetime of satisfaction. Whether I am receiving threats or people are coming against me, that is not at all a matter to bother. But I'm so much satisfied in my life that I'm sleeping peacefully, waking up peacefully in spite of all the darkness that is surrounding. The reason for that is, we are able to see what God promised. We are able to see in the real realm of physical. Yeah. So their threats are there. But I'm not looking at that as a danger. Because my eyes and my heart are already fixed upon the path that Jesus has prepared for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you were sharing with me last night that you went through a difficult time. Yes, um, and you said you found you found a scripture that really yes. encouraged you. Was that about the time? Yes, At, when, when the fire. Yeah, when, when, when
1: fire took place. As a human being, I I I started to think that what is this happening around me? Why me? I am working hard. I am getting the harvest. By the time I receive it in my hand, I am losing it. And the saddest thing is, again, those people going back to idol worship. So that was the breaking part. At that time, I was thinking to pause my ministry for some time and lose people, relax myself. Then again, I can come back and restart. At that time, one scripture really gave me a great courage, which I want to talk today. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. The scripture says rejoicing in hope. Chapter 12 speaks about the responsibilities of several things. From verse 3 it speaks about the responsibility of a believer. I mean the responsibility of a person who keeps his trust in God. So there it says rejoicing in hope. Rejoicing is having a delightful heart, being happy, being joyful. So where should I be joyful? And the Bible says I should be delighted in hope. Mm. And the biblical meaning of hope is expecting God. So I should always be delightful to expect God to show forth. I should always be delightful to expect God to bring a breakthrough. I should always be delightful to expect God to do a miracle. I should always be delightful to expect God will protect me. I should always be delightful to expect that God would bring increase, that God would make a way where there is no way. Where God would provide there is no, where there is no provision. Where God would bring people where there are no people. Where God would talk to the people to come to the church where I cannot go. Because my expectation is in God because it is he who called me to the place where I am right now. Right. Yeah. So that scripture spoke to me so powerful. Ever since then, my, 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 my life has been to a different angle. I want to take time and tell this. How is that possible? Because that's the time I said, Lord, you have showed me so many things. Now I expect you to do that. For example, the person that came to my mind was Abraham. When God spoke to Abraham, Abraham heard what God is telling where to go. Abraham never saw the country of Canaan. But he just heard from God. The voice of the Lord gave hope to Abraham. The voice of the Lord gave expectations to Abraham. And Abraham kept his expectations on God. And he moved on. That's why in Romans, the Bible says, in contrary to hope, Abraham believed hope. There was no foundation for hope that he has kept on God. But the Bible says, yet he believed hope. Mm -hmm. So when God spoke to me, and I expected him to come true in my life. So that is how he went on. That is how he went on. And from the month of December, the church began to grow. The first month of January, this is what we are doing now as a church every month. The The first month of January, The Lord led me as a pastor, as a leader to be more example to the congregation because they are very new people. They doesn't know Bible, they doesn't know prayer, they doesn't know fasting, they doesn't know worship. So the first week of this year, I fasted for seven days and seven nights only with the water because I expected God to show forth. When I did that, the Lord prompted me to lead the church for a month of a fast. And I challenged the church, at least give up one meal in a day and pray together as a family. They did it. The next month was the month of February, reading the Bible. There are 260 chapters in the New Testament. And there are 28 days in February. I said to them, each day if you read nine chapters, you will complete the Bible New Testament. They did it. The month of March was the big turning point for us. God gave me a specific word telling that this is going to be the month of responsibility for us. As a church, we took the responsibility of our city's salvation. Responsibility for our family members who never heard about Jesus. And let me tell you, some of the families that we get, fathers are, are drunkards. When I say drunkards, like they will fall on the streets. And, and some of them are robbers. They literally go town to town to steal the gold, blah, blah, blah. So this is the horrible conditions of the family. So I said, you are the responsible for your family. So we had the month of responsibility prayers. And that's the time we started early morning prayers in our church from morning 6 o'clock to 7.30. As a pastor... I showed myself over there. First couple of weeks, I was all alone praying every day in my church. But after March 14th, the Lord showed me a vision. I saw my church walls getting burnt by the fire of God. There was fire. And that fire was constant consuming every dark forces that surround me. Let me tell you, there is a big temple just 100 meters away from my church. And there is no church surrounding four miles of our city. So, a place where I am. So, there is a lot of dark forces. So, that early morning prayer broke the yoke of the enemy. And on May, sorry, March 14th, I saw three people coming together with me to pray. Wow. And after a few days, eight people came together in the morning and they are not all elders. Some are like 12 years old. Some are older. But what's happy was that people are coming. So ever since the prayer that we began in the month of March, yeah. even till today, there are early morning prayers going on in our church. Come
0: on. Come on. So, so, talk for a minute about how you reach people. You know, you talked to me about um, s- some of the clothes that you wear and how you know, you're you able to go to college camp- the college campus and go into the coffee shop and be able to, you know, relate a little better. Some of your religious um, friends or, yes. you know, pastors that you know wear clothes that might be a turn off and that kind of thing. Talk about how you reach
1: Yeah. There are, there are three things that I want to share in this, the number one thing is we seek an opportunity for people to ask us or talk to us or smile at us the moment they, t- they smile at least on us we take an opportunity to build our relationship with them yeah. so that at the end of any day we will speak about the purpose of their existence on this earth and the purpose of me becoming a friend to them so so the next thing is how this is the first step of everything that I originate to reach people no matter whether they are Hindus or the temple devotees or anybody The, the scripture gave me a great strength to do this when I never knew anybody I simply go around the city or I sit in the restaurants or I stand in the circle where just groups of people or I go to the go, go to the colleges, and this is what I do. I remember God promising me that I have given power and authority to you. Now you go. So I am backed with that promise from God. Mm-hmm. And as I go, the scripture in Psalms 24 that says, "Lift up your heads, O gates, lift up your heads. For the king of glory is going to come in. Yeah. Who is this king of glory? The Lord God, mightier, blah, blah, blah. So this, this scripture gave me a revelation. So one vision that I saw very particularly is, I saw the city of Mysore was in total darkness and there were big gates that were locked the gates were completely with rust. It was abandoned and but there were people inside the gate as a community. God said, "You are a mouthpiece to me. You go to every places of this city and declare that word." So and what I did was I went, I say, this is Springdale for your understanding. I come here and say, Lift up your gates, O you Springdale. For the king of glory wants to come in. Who is this king of glory? He is Jesus. What is he? He is a God who saves people who are inside. He is a God who heals those people. He is the God of those people. And he belongs to them and they belong to him. Who are you to lock these doors? In the name of Jesus, with the power and authority that is given to me from the cross of Calvary, I speak, lift up your gates, O Springdale. This, this word, this revelation gave me. With this word, there are so many areas, and even I speak, every road belongs to Jesus. Every corner belongs to Jesus. So I go through the city. I go through the places. I go through the college. I sit there. I alone. I sit there. I entertain myself with the presence of God. One prayer that I always prayed from 2009 after reading Tommy Tenney's book, The God's Chaser. chaser, I said, whatever it is, let your presence always manifest through my life. And so that is how I began to go to colleges, colonies, areas, my city surrounding, mm-hmm. and in the city where I never knew even a single person, today we have 65 people in our church. Yeah,
0: because it's not like you can go and advertise on social media no. and stick a sign on your no. building. No,
1: not even in my Google, I have my church location because I don't want to expose myself to the exactly. people. Exactly.
0: Exactly. What did you tell them when the fire happened? You guys are in music school.
1: Yes. When the fire took place, the police wanted to talk to me and they, they interrogated me till 1.15 a.m. right on the center of the road. Okay. And, and, and this is what the first person said to me. What's your name? Then I said, I'm Joseph. Oh, you are a Christian? I it, said, yes.
0: 'Cause you're, you filed that you're a Christian,
1: right? What, yeah, I that? need to I need to uh, file in my applications. It's like a
0: part of the census or something?
1: Yes. I yeah. in, in okay, in if you apply for a job or if you apply for anything else related to the government, there will be a column called religion. So you will be so very you have much to clear what yes, you are. You know? I'm a religion. So when when they got to know Joseph, Joseph means Christian. And immediately they said, you are a Christian, what are you doing here? Then I said, this is my city. But because of the pronunciations that I have, they recognized that I do not belong to that city.
0: Yeah, and the different. The
1: dialect is different. You're then, not
0: from New York.
1: <laughs> then, then immediately they, they said, what are you doing here? And the Holy Spirit gave me the word, we have a music school here. We run music classes. And they interrogated me so many ways to find out. But they know that I am a pastor. They know I am a Christian. And it's
0: not illegal to be a Christian. No, it's not illegal. Or a, even a pastor.
1: Yes, no, okay. no illegal. But you will be hooked up to the things. Yeah. And you will be made to look like illegal. Yeah. So after that, there was another police officer that came. And he said, sir after speaking to me for more than two hours I never opened my mouth for two hours he was constantly talking superior officer and he said sir you have you are in the waters you need to do two things either you need to be drawn or you need to swim what would you like to do? and were, that, was, that was a did scary. You stay silent? <laughs> I was, that was a scary question. Yeah, that If I say I can swim, they can bring more hard water on me. Hmm. If I say I, I will draw away, then they say, close your doors, get out of this place.
0: Hmm.
1: So that was the time I asked God, Lord, I left everything and came here for your kingdom. Make sure the work that you started through me will never stop. I
0: think we forget sometimes that silence is an option. Yes.
1: And I truly believe it was Holy Spirit yeah. who guided me to be in that way.
0: That's true. So good. So good. So you have some amazing testimonies. Yes. Of, uh, of people in your congregation. Share,
1: share there, some there, of There those. are a couple of things I really want to share about our life and our ministry. Yeah. The first thing was we started our Bible school. I said my vision to raise up young people to reach the unreached places. We had a Bible school, but there was a family who was coming to our church. Now this is very important. The boy is 10 years old, just, ten, 10 years old boy who comes to our church on and off. They are not Christians mother and that boy along with his sister they come to our church on and off father never allow them to go to church never allow them to read the bible they don't have bible at home they have to read only when they come like you to this place they doesn't, he doesn't allow them to pray and there is a lot of fights that takes that's the reason I haven't gone to their house even once till date so but on, on May 1st mother runs to, towards the church bringing the 10 year old boy evening at 5 10. I was there sitting along with some of the other youths of our church. She ran into, I see she is crying like anything. I could literally see the tears. And I saw the 10 year old boy who was shabby Dislikeful. He is completely. You could see that. You can't even go towards him. Because he smells so bad. Mm. What happened. The testimony was. Mother said to me. Pastor. He is in the night times. He takes off all his clothes on his body. 10 years old boy. All his clothes. And begin to dance in the midnights. And he calls somebody from the air to come and dance with me, dance with him. And also, he calls someone to come and sleep with him in the night. Scary. During the daytime, he goes to the elderly people, smokes with them. And then, gambling is illegal in India. So, people play under the tree or somewhere. He goes and began to play gambling, he began to steal money. So, mother was so scared and brought, brought, and, and this is what, that guy was telling that he's is going somewhere and he will never return again. And he said that somebody is calling him. Mm. And so, mother got scared and she came.
0: So, he was possessed. Possessed. Possessed.
1: And, and I knew, but I, yeah. I spoke to them what I needed to speak to them seriously and strictly as a pastor. Then the Lord prompted me to lay my hand and pray the moment we are beginning to pray three times he fell down got up, fell down, got up fell down, got up and that evening he gave a testimony whenever I laid my hand there was something (gasps) was leaving from his belly from his belly and immediately the glow of his face got changed he was not looking the way he was looking And from that day, I told him to come to the Bible school that we were running. He was every day in the church from morning till evening. His life got turned and he got graduated in our Bible school. And I am telling you, in the presence of God, can you have that picture, ma'am? He brought three to four small kids to the church. Look at the way he's kneeling and praying. Wow. That was not the first day that he was. Mm -hmm. And we are so blessed to serve God and to reach these people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. This is one testimony, but I want to share another testimony. There are so many young people in the city of Mysore. And by the way, our city has 1.2 million people. And with less than 100 churches. So, we got encounter to people. Okay, this is what God promised us that he would use us to deliver the people who were drawn towards the death. And he said that he would use us to hold them back and to build them in faith. So whoever we are getting in touch, they are the people who never knew Jesus, or they are addicted to something, or they are possessed, or they are in some other thing. So so I want to share, tell about this testimony. There were five girls who joined our Bible school. But before joining our Bible school, one of the girls, all these five girls were sexually abused a lot and these girls were like 17 years 19 years and they were below 20 and one of the girl when she was sexually abused boys took videos of that they were broken she tried to give her life away, hang herself do many things she never went to church but one encounter with me and my wife changed that girl's life forever and she gave her life to Jesus she joined our bible school right after bible school she got baptized yeah. and she is running prayers in our house wow and she is the prayer come on and this is the responsibility i gave her You learned the Bible, you know Jesus, you know how to pray and you know how your life was. Now you, take take notice of your surroundings. What kind of people live there? What is the most sins that are taking place? What are the needs of the family? And also you write down how many people you know with name. After writing everything, you will get to know if there is an adultery going on in that area, you can pray for that. And then you, as you write down the names of 15, 20 people no matter how many people you know yeah. go at least once in a month to all the people and say, hey, how are you? Mm. What is happening in your life? Yeah. You will make a way to do better for them. Yeah. And she is doing that She's running a prayer group in her house. Yeah. And she brings people to our church.
0: Wow. Do
1: you have a picture of her? Yes. I, I shared the picture of a baptism. Uh, I have written that. Yes. That's wow. the girl. That's the girl we baptized.
0: Thank you, Lord. That's just awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Wow.
1: And she is, she is 19 years old. And there is another one before I could wind up this story the girl whom we met she was all alone she has mother no father and she has grandmother now the sad story is this she stays with her mother and her mother runs open prostitution but praise God she gave her life to Jesus and that girl is in a different place. And we try to take care in whatever way possible by bringing them to the church.
0: So in your Bible school, are you housing some of these young
1: Yes, young kids? We, we house them. We, we rent blocks, girls and boys separately, and then we start working with them.
0: Gotcha. Okay, how many are in the Bible school now? 21 and 28 graduated last
1: 28 yes
0: but it's like a 3 month
1: yes program. 3 months my my heart for that is there are a couple of many reasons why i do what i'm doing in a limited time is that we don't have our own building mm-hmm. if i have an old building then i can run the bible school as much as possible and the next thing is that we we need the support to run the things Because to house, some, to to rent a building, we need something to feed them. Because my commitment to God was, Lord, when you bless me, I will be a blessing. And I still stand on that word. Uh, And because why I do that is most of the people doesn't go to their schools and colleges because of money. They can't afford. They can't pay the fee and go to a school or college. So at that situation... I cannot expect them to pay and come and learn the Bible where they doesn't know Jesus at all.
0: Right, right.
1: So, yeah, so we and, do that.
0: And then, secondly, it's to multiply, right? Multiply, multiply, influence, and and because when a Hindu gets saved, they become as radical about Jesus as they were about Hinduism.
1: And right? and and more than that is, they teach a nominal Christian how to be a real Christian.
0: Yeah. So, you know, so the Lord had laid it on my heart, um, you know, when I was thinking about you coming, because Joseph asked months and months ago.
1: Can I tell one more, one more thing?
0: Can I finish my? Okay. I just want, and then yes, he (laughs) can. Yes, yes, yes. I just want to say this real quick. That God had put it on, on our heart that we wanted to, this year, we're committing to the next year to support you guys monthly so that you, you have pastor. more finances
1: and resources to do what you want to do okay thank so you now- so much pastor the, the, the another thing is like we we are very soon by next year we are launching our another church 30 miles away from the city of mysore
0: so why why are you doing that just uh, there is no
1: church in that surrounding place okay. and okay this is the reason another reason why i'm doing that is They they travel. Our church starts at 9:15 a.m. every Sunday. To reach 9:15, they leave their house at seven o'clock in the morning.
0: That's right. They two hours. Yes,
1: and this is what happens. Either one or the other. Only one bus is available for them in the morning to come. And one bus is available in the evening to come. So, if they miss that bus in the morning, they have to walk from their house to the highway three miles with the small kids. I have a picture of a family with the kids that I am praying for. So, they, they not this. These are the girls who took the baptism. No. That's me and my wife. These are the Bible school students studying. So okay, can you see those kids and the families? Few people. Can you see the pictures behind them, the gods that they serve and worship? But God gave me an access and favor to go inside that house and pray. It's a bold thing what I'm doing over there. Yeah. Okay. So see those boys or the elder, if they miss the bus in the morning, they need to walk three miles to reach the highway. Then, they have to catch a bus to come to the city of Mysore. Then, they need to walk again some distance to come to our church. They do that regularly. Wow. And after the church, by the time they reach home, it is like 3 or 3.30 in the evening. And they never heard about Jesus before. There's another picture I want to show all the all this ministry began through that picture can can there is another picture i have sent it ma'am yeah you see me praying in that house there was a girl who was possessed with a demon and when the lord took us over there and when we prayed the demon immediately manifested and and started to tremble before the name of jesus that opened the eyes of the people there wow Until then, they worshipped that demon as a God. But now that demon is trembling before Jesus.
0: Come on. Come on.
1: (laughs) So that's the reason they sacrifice. They walk. They travel. They don't eat. Wow. They come. Thank you, Jesus. So that's the place we are going to launch our church in the future. And the graduates of our Bible school, whom I handpicked three people... I'm training them to be a next generational pastors to take care of that church. Come on,
0: thank you, Lord. Thank you, God.
1: You see the pictures on the wall. Mm -hmm. That's one of the picture, like they they worship as an elephant god. That you see on the top, all there.
0: So yeah, the Hindu religion, so there's hundreds, thousands of gods.
1: Yes, millions and millions Millions of gods.
0: Wow! Wow! It could get confusing on you know what issue you
1: have. <laughs> to figure out which content. Right? I mean, doesn't yes. it, you, you're right. You're right. Yeah. They they have God for everything. Wow! So so your next plan
0: is to launch another church, and then I'm assuming there'll be a, a type of Bible. Let me go back to the Bible school just okay. for a minute because we were talking about um, I, I had met another person from India and. Uh, what ORU, what the professors at Old Roberts University are doing is they are translating their curriculum. And so for the theological seminary that you go through through ORU, and they're making it available for free, and they ship it, they raise money, they buy a container, and they ship. They've shipped to Burma, they've shipped to Brazil, and different places they send their curriculum. So I talked to you about that. Yes. But then you came back with, well, that's not where we are. It's, yes. We don't need theology as no. much as we need to know the practicality of, talk for a moment about that.
1: Um, Like the reason we are not looking at that is because of the position that we are in. Our heart is that to raise up young people who catch the vision and passion and go out in winning the people.
0: So their life is transformed. They learn their identity and their
1: authority and then... Practical. It it is more of a practical than a theological. Gotcha. I'm not against theology, yeah, but but if they learn lessons practically, that would become a habit for their lifetime.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then they can walk it out. Yes. And viewer. personally,
1: I never did any theology or seminary. Yeah. What whatever I am today, it is only because in His presence He taught me. But this is what I see. If a man if any person has a vision and a passion, he is untouchable, unbeatable, mm. whether in ministry or in profession or in education. A person needs to have a passion and also a vision when these two qualities any person have, yeah. he' untouchable, is unbreakable. Come on. And Come on. that's what I believe
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, we're believing that your people that are kind of coming to your church or going to your Bible college are gonna be unstoppable. Amen, kingdom of God. amen,
1: that's, amen.
0: That's amazing. Yes. Um, you know, we were talking last night. Uh, Becca, i might ask you to go ahead and come and help us. Um, well, we were talking about last night, and this came up that here we live in the United States of America. We now have more Bible translations than we've ever experienced in my lifetime of the different translations of the Bible, we have available to us via YouTube and many other sources for free, teachings on faith, teachings on healing, teachings on the gifts of the Spirit, teachings on anything that is at your fingertips, and it's all free. I was thinking about your people, the only time they read the Bible is coming to the church some of them yes, because they can't Yes, some read of the families, home, they, they can. cannot
1: read at home.
0: And, and here we have it all for free and so if there's no charge there's no excuse yeah.
1: it's so important it is so important to realize the freedom that Christ has given us
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: it is so important to realize and live in reality why I have this and why God allowed me to have this? Why I have this? Why God has allowed me to have this? Why am I here? And why God allowed me to be here?
0: Wow. Well, there's a Barna statistic right now in the church that 9% of Christians read their Bible every day.
1: That's heartbreaking for me.
0: And I, one of the things that was on my heart was that you would pray and uh, minister how the Lord would want you to minister to to this family, Uh, but that you would pray for us to catch fire. We need to catch fire uh, again and come back to the first love of who, um, who saved us, who redeemed us, who we have eternal life in, who's the answer to everything in life and beyond. And, uh, I, you know, I was just, as I was, as I hear these stories, I, t- I talked to you about, I went to Rodney Howard Brown. He came, and uh, he came to this little tiny church. It was probably 2,000 square feet in this little building. <laughs> and we're just crammed in there like sardines. I mean, just shoulder to shoulder. And we're sweating. And the air conditioner is running, but, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's too much, too much body heat in there. But when we went, I dropped my wife off because I had to park at satellite parking they didn't have nearly enough parking for everybody and so this man picked me up and he was doing shuttling back and forth taking and he he said would you like a ride I said sure he said I don't want you to sweat before you go to the meeting you know he was concerned about me sweating it, well I only parked 2 blocks from the building now it is it's 95 degrees outside and it's humid but Are you serious? I can walk two blocks, you know? But I said, I said, well, I'm not like, you know, some of these Africans that walk 16 miles one way to go to a meeting. I said, I think I can handle two blocks. I said, but thank you for your concern. And I noticed he was not from the United States. I said, where are you from? He said, I'm from Guatemala. I said, what's the farthest you've walked to get to a meeting? I didn't realize what I was asking when I asked he, he, And he told me, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember what it was, but it was it was like 20 hours. And I said, you just need to let me out of this car because I don't deserve to be in this car with you. And, and I just mean that in a way that I want to see, I want to come back and I want to see us as Americans come back to that value like Mary that this is the one thing that I need in my life that I seek Him first and His kingdom and all these things are added to me I remember I was sharing with um, I shared this with Becca with Zach when, when Nicole and I started dating each other we had both come out of bad relationships she was a month from the altar and God told her to break it off. She And I, I'd i come out of, you know, a, a relationship that just was like, you know, and, and we were both in a place though, a good place of a reset, where we were saying to one another that Matthew 633 became our anthem. Father, I am seeking you first. I'm gonna go after you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm gonna love you first. And I thank you that you will add to me those things I need in my life. And I knew God had a wife for me, but I said, I'm not gonna pursue her, I'm gonna pursue you. And when I did that, suddenly an opportunity, God brought the opportunity for me to communicate with Nicole and start writing letters. And of course it led to 30 year marriage so far and amazing, two amazing young kids that are serving god but when we value my point is when we value him first yeah. he adds to us yes. and i just feel like the things have gotten loose priorities have gotten out of whack we've yeah. begun to put priority over here and over here and over here because because we're busy because things have to get done because i got this schedule, because i got this going on none of that is a good excuse for misplacing priority
1: yes i think I want to answer this in a spiritual term how I look into the things I always realized to answer these both questions very honestly at all times the number one thing is knowing who our enemy is knowing our enemy and then knowing the weapons the enemy uses against us if you know the, the weapons that enemy uses against, for me, I am committed to serve God, I am committed to learn His word, I am committed to follow this word. So, when I know this is my life, the enemy always brings the weapons against me so that I will not do what I am committed to do. And those weapons, some of the weapons against me are, is he will try to take away my eyes from God's word and bring entertainment to me. If I know know his weapons, it is very easy for me to overcome anything that he tries to bring. And I want to tell, the weapons of enemy against you is replacing God's word, very simple making things more easy for you because we are so humanized we always choose what is easy to us he will make God's word hard to believe and he will make world to believe very easy that's so good so if you know who is your enemy and what are the weapons he is using against you you are no more weak You are no more a victim of an enemy. And that's exactly what Jesus did to the Satan. Enemy trying to attack Jesus at his weakest point when he was hungry. And his weapon was food. He said, I will give you food. Anybody in that place, they need food. But Jesus said, I know your weapon is against my weakness but you will never have me. Rather, I will have you. Yeah. He overcame that. Yeah. So if you know the weapon that enemy is using against you, you will easily overcome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Would you pray and would you minister as you
1: as you feel led yes. by the Spirit of God for yes. our faith? says about this word which I am very scared of as well to the one to whom much is given much is required from him to the one much freedom is given much is required from him and I believe to all of us God has given much time much resources, much, much things. And I want to encourage you. He requires much from you. He requires. So when God has given you time, resources, the word, church, presence, power, words, prayer, He requires much from you give it to him give it to him in a much better way in a best way and that's what God expects us shall we pray Father we thank you we really want to thank you Lord and our whole lifetime is not enough to thank you You took our place of shame. You took our place of sickness. You took our place of curse. You took our place of judgment. You took our place of death. You took the place of pain. You took our place of captivity. Everything that was supposed to come on us and you released us in your freedom you. asking us to love you more asking us to spend time in you asking us to be in the place where you have planted like Adam and Eve but there are so many times that we have rebelled against you disobeyed you crossed over from the place that you kept and we forgot you Lord Lord you have given us freely everything what we need to come to you but we never valued it because it never meant any sense to us but Lord today With realization, we come into your presence and we say, Lord, your word is more powerful than any other thing. Lord, your word is our life. Lord, your word is our breath. Lord, help us to get back to the first love that we had once us to see ourselves in your word help us to come back to your presence Lord I pray father the obstacles of life the weapons of enemy plans and schemes of the wicked one deliver us in Jesus name let us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one Help us to realize the importance of being with you. I in you and you in me. Father, help us to realize how important is your word to our life. Help us to realize how important it is for us to stand upon the word that cannot be broken Yes, God. Are moved away. Thank you. you said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but your words will never pass away. Yeah. That's the importance we need to realize, oh Father, that the words that you have freely given us have life and everything what we need and also what our nation needs, O oh Father. Yes. Thank you, God. Bring us back to the place. Father, if there is anybody who hasn't been in your presence, draw them back to you. Thank you. Lord, may this church grow in the word of the Lord. Yes. And in the presence of the Lord. Yes. Thanking you for everything that you have done. Thank you. Lord, as a man of God, Lord, I pray, Father, but your people will be satisfied in your word because bible says the lord will lead you continually and we are led only through your word the lord will satisfy you we are only satisfied with your living water and your word is living water yeah. thank you bless us bless us in jesus name we pray father thank you jesus amen